0: Welcome to the Catholic Frequency. Bishop Emeritus Kevin Bolin is celebrating the 60th anniversary to the priesthood this year, and we wanted to have him on to talk about this wonderful milestone. Bishop Bolin, welcome.
1: Glad to be here. I'm very happy to do this interview.
0: For 60 years you've served the Diocese of Savannah. What is it like to reach such an incredible milestone in the priesthood?
1: In many ways, it was kind of unbelievable because... All my priesthood I've been celebrating with other people their silver anniversary or their golden anniversary and I had both of those also but in my wildest dreams I never thought that I would go to 60 years which is classified I think in for married couples at least as a diamond anniversary so it just happened I would nothing to do with it you know I just was given the health to live that long I'm 84 years of age now at the time, I celebrated 60 years of priesthood.
0: And you were ordained in Ireland, in Dublin, right?
1: I was da- ordained in Ireland at All Hallows College. Uh, unusually, it, or what was unusual, is that there were 40 others ordained with me on the same day. So there was 41 potential priests lying in the sanctuary, prostrated as we said the prayers and went through the ceremony. So I have classmates all over the world and as you might suspect after 60 years about two-thirds of us are deceased and uh, I went to Ireland for the jubilee celebration there and I was able to meet up with about seven or eight other priests were ordained on the same day with me.
0: So you knew that before you were ordained that you were going to be coming and serving in the Diocese of Savannah, right? But you had never you never been here.
1: Correct. I had never been here. I, I only first arrived as a newly ordained priest in the fall of 1959. I think it was in September that I arrived in Savannah in 1959. And that's the first time I'd been in the United States. In fact, I'd never been before in the United States. I traveled by on the SS America across the Atlantic, landed in New York. I had an uncle in New York who met me. uh, And I also at that time also had a brother, a priest who was in Washington, D.C. And he came up to meet me. So I was not totally out uh, out of place. I had someone to show me around.
0: So the, the weather is a little different in South Georgia compared to Ireland, right? Was that uh, you don't really have humidity over there, do you?
1: No, not the, we have a different type of humidity. We get a lot of rain in that sense, but we don't have the humidity that you get in Georgia, which was the biggest, biggest challenge of all. I fell in love with air conditioning in order to survive.
0: How long, how many months or years did it like take you to acclimate to our, our weather in South Georgia?
1: Um, oh, I, I'd say it took me a, a good two years before I could kind of feel very comfortable and know how to deal with it, if you know what I mean. It's, and uh, I even today, like humidity, it's so humid in Georgia, even today, I'm very careful about what I do and where I go, especially if I'm not going to be inside, you know. Like, it's much easier today, because when I came out, our schools were not air-conditioned. Many of our churches were not air-conditioned. But today, it's difficult to find any type of structure and even our churches, but any other buildings that are not air-conditioned. So the situation today is much more accommodating uh, to people who work in that type of atmosphere.
0: So how long was it before you realized that the city of Savannah had such a big St. Patrick's Day celebration?
1: Well, I came in September of 1959, and in 1960, on March the 17th, saint patrick's day in savannah is more irish than the irish themselves they have a big parade the place goes crazy i've never seen more green flags and more shamrocks even in ireland it was a very kind of it was a day offered to a holiday you had mass in the morning but there was nothing like the parade and celebration that i found in savannah so within the first six months you could say I realize that Savannah, the city of Savannah, is very unique because of its Irish origins and how they celebrate today.
0: The so, when you were um, in office as bishop of Savannah, the cathedral, of course, is right on the parade route. How did you end up? How did, did they have to convince you to to sing on television before the parade, or was that something that came easy to you? Or did they have to kind of nudge you a little bit?
1: Oh, they, they nudge me a bit. It's only actually singing in the parade is something that only happened in the last seven or eight years or so and uh there's little nudging involved now (laughs) i'm i'm uh i'm glad to do it and enjoy the occasion but when i first came i am by nature was maybe still am i'm by nature kind of a shy person and so uh I had to take it step by step when I first came out and kind of, as it were, soak it all in and let it be part of what I was going to be. Plus, the diocese, my first two years, I was in Augusta, Georgia. Then I came to Savannah. But I've also served for 10 to 12 years in Columbus, Georgia, which is 240 miles away from the city of Savannah. So when you talk about the diocese of Savannah, you're talking about a diocese that, in itself, is bigger than all of Ireland, and that was that really took him getting used to. Because in Ireland there's about 20, 20 plus dioceses uh, covering that territory, and all of all of all of half of Georgia is a diocese of Savannah, or two thirds of Georgia, about well, is half. So that 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 was the big thing to get used to. Yes.
0: So very few priests are ele- are ever elevated to the office of bishop. Do you remember the day that you got a phone call, or how how did you find out that the Pope had chosen you to become the thirteenth bishop of Savannah?
1: Well, I got a telephone call from Archbishop Kachavalan, who was the, uh, the nuncio to Ireland at that time, and I was in uh, Columbus, Georgia, as a pastor at St. Anne's Church in Columbus when I got the call and my secretary said to me uh, there's someone that's he I think he's got a, a French accent wants to talk with you and uh, with that bit of information I went into my office and closed the door like looking forward to a difficult conversation now realizing how difficult it would be and uh, so the Archbishop Carchavilan asked me did I know who he was and I said yes I'm aware of the fact that you're the apostolic nuncio to the United States and then he says well l- name two times that you have met me recently and that was kind of difficult I came up with one immediately uh, at some other meeting where he was And uh, then he had to nudge me to remind me that he had we had met each other very briefly on another occasion I guess he he was just verifying that he was talking with the person that he wanted to talk to. So then he said, our Holy Father would like you to become, has nominated you to become the Bishop of Savannah. And I I was dumbstruck, dumbstruck, really. uh, And pleaded with him to give me a chance to think about all of this. And... uh, I had a brother a priest at that time and I said can I talk to my brother Ray about this uh, um, who who, who himself had been appointed a bishop he was at that time a bishop and he says okay you, you can that's the only call you can make though and, uh, uh, and we want to make this public and giving me another date when it would be made public and that I'd get documentation sent to me um, by ever what way, I would have to go pick it up at the post office or at the mailbox, and uh, I, it, it threw me off completely. I, I was not myself for s- uh, several weeks, or uh, however long it took before they <coughs> uh, they made it public. You know, it was something completely, completely unexpected etc cetera, etc cetera. so i had to come to terms with it ultimately I, I i found it very difficult they wouldn't accept no so i guess you could have said no but they made it very difficult to say no let's put it that way
0: well you've had an incredible vocation and i, I wanted to ask uh, for young men today who are considering a vocation to the priesthood what words of encouragement would you give them if they as they try to make that decision
1: well my my big encouragement would be and the diocese of savannah is blessed with we've many young men studying for the priesthood right now maybe close to 20 or so between 15 and 20 <clears throat> i would encourage them that it it is the most noble of vocations because of uh, bringing Bringing Christ and his mission to people uh, as an ordained priest uh, is a kind of a privilege beyond measure, but it's also something that people so there's such a need for it in today's world. Uh, the presence of the sacred, the presence of the holy, uh, the presence that we're called to a special way to serve. This world, which ultimately is God's world, and which has been redeemed by Jesus Christ, uh, to be an agent of making that uh, possible and visible and tangible to people is a unique privilege. And so I encourage people, if they're called to do that, they should take every opportunity to see can it be accomplished.
0: Well, Bishop, so many people have been blessed by your ministry. If you think of all the babies you've baptized over the years, the weddings, the confirmations. And actually, we're both celebrating an anniversary because this is my 10th year. I converted to become Catholic 10 years ago. At the time, I lived in Savannah. So I received my first Holy Communion and my Sacrament of Confirmation from you. So it is an honor to talk to you on on your sixtieth, the year of your 60th anniversary and i just want to thank you for all your wonderful service to the church and the diocese
1: well thank you very much and uh, i didn't realize you were going to to tell me that Uh, i'd love to say i could remember all the people that i've baptized and (laughs) confirmed uh but it's it's impossible you kind of take it week by week what you're doing uh on behalf of the church and on behalf of uh, being an ordained priest, is it's kind of a blessing beyond measure. You can't fully understand it or appreciate it. It's a great gift, and it's a gift of the church that the church uses to make to make Christ visible and, uh, and touchable, as it were. You know, the, the grace is not mine. It was given to me. I I can't take any pride and all that I may have accomplished with the God's grace, uh, because that's pure gift, pure gift.
0: Well, Bishop Bullen, thank you so much for your time today. I wonder if we could ask you to close us out with a blessing.
1: I will indeed. May God the Father bless you. May God the Son heal you. May God the Holy Spirit enlighten you. May He shine upon you and give you grace and courage to abide with Him always in His holy way. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.